0: Doing some uh, resurgent uh, NCAA football 05 with Reggie Bush, which I texted mm, you about yeah. a couple weeks ago. And that came up this morning on uh, the Hog Morning Show because the list of the top 20 all time video games came out
1: oh. across, across all platforms. Okay, I'd, li- I'd like to see that. It's awful.
0: Yeah. FIFA is number one, number one. A lot
1: of people really like that game. I, admit, I you know, it's just not for me. I mean, I realize that soccer
0: is the most popular sport in the world yep. because there are a lot of impoverished nations that are playing soccer. Mm-hmm.
1: But those aren't the people who are playing Xboxes no, and no. PlayStations. Right. Yeah. So Well, I wonder like what's the criteria? Like like best design, best right. game players or or what? I don't right? know.
0: Like I didn't even see GoldenEye on the list, and like, this is like twenty. There's like Mario Kart, and so like we got into a pretty hefty conversation, and some people were posting on it. But I I thought this is bad. It's a bad list. But I'll I'll send it to you later. Yeah, on. I'd like, like
1: to I'd like to see that because we
0: were talking. Like Madden wasn't even on there. Not even the entire franchise, which I didn't understand because that in itself like is
1: pretty enormous. The so biggest sports. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so an original NBA jam. That was awesome. I mean, it's not like better graphically and an accurate description of what the players look like, right. like on the ones now. But it's like, dude, when you, anybody that played that game for the first time was like, holy shit. Yes. This is amazing. Such a great yeah. game. Yeah.
0: Anyway, I thought we'd start with that. Uh, back to the intentional foul. So
1: before you go, though, sure. just one more video game thing. Does the new college football come out this I, fall? I don't do know. We know. I don't know. Because they're coming back with it. Correct.
0: Because now they can do name and image and likeness. But did we ever decide, like, how they're able to do... Like, the? was the NCAA the only thing stopping them? I don't know. Do they have to reach agreement with each player to use their name, image, and likeness? Like, this seems now, now it's, like
1: it's more of an enormity to do this... Than it used to be. I always maintain that they should have never stopped making the game. They should have just stopping stopped using likenesses because after, if you do like a a, a dynasty, mm-hmm. after the first four years, them guys are gone anyway, and Co- everybody's fake anyway. Correct. So who cares?
0: I don't know if it was a logo thing with the with the teams. I mean, I would assume they paid rights fees for that because they could they put the NCAA logo on it. Mm-hmm. So I I
1: don't. I don't know. That was always weird to me. That's, that gets into some, you know, those antitrust laws, and I don't even want to know anything about that stuff. But (laughs) yeah, I just, I'm anxious for it to come back because that was always a fun game. But I didn't understand what the problem was when all you're
0: doing is using the player's number and and his measurables. Correct. Yeah.
1: Like, really? What are we violating here? So, like, if we use your measurables as the quarterback and you're really fast and we make you really slow, are you not that guy? Like, does that, you know what I mean? Like if Michael Vick's speed is turned down to a fifty-eight, are we good? That's not him. Are we good? Sorry, <laughs> right. well we'll turn you down and make the, the number seven. Not like you. In the seven, in, 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 like in, you. headshot, he's like an Asian guy with a mohawk instead of a black. Like what are you know what I mean? Like I, know, I, I don't know. I know never exactly understood what you mean. I never don't, understood the fight there, but I
0: don't know. But oh, I I don't know if it's coming back for for this fall, but that would be. I, again I'm still clinging to 05. That was almost 20 years ago. Yeah,
1: the most I got the last one, which I think was 13. Mm-hmm. So, I still got that is one that, loaded. Is that,
0: is that the one when you play that's what
1: you play? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It got it got too
0: complicated for my I, I like things simple. I guess that's why I like the old 8-bit and 16-bit and that kind of stuff. It seems like the more complicated they get the less fun they are, but That's just me. Anyway, uh, apologies for no uh, podcast last week. Had an unfortunate uh, death in the family and was at home, and then I kind of got a little under the weather, couldn't just get away. So uh, back this week, everything's good. Busy week for you and me. We got four games ahead of us. We'll kind of touch on some high school stuff uh, a little bit later on at the back end. And then we've got a question uh, that you posed to me early on, which I did come prepared for. So we'll go through that, and maybe uh, if anybody wants to chime in on Twitter at the end or on Facebook, we post the link uh, after they're done listening. I would be curious to see about other people's reactions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hope we get a little well. feedback on so, this one. I know uh, what a
1: lot of them are going to be. The, yes, the, the the guests. Well, okay, we'll get to that later. Uh, I was hoping to have
0: Lauren on. He just got back from Iceland and Paris. Oh, so I don't know when his trip to the Senior Bowl is. I know he's going to go down there. He's going to try to talk to Keanu, get some cuts. For me and well, and, 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 and
1: Getsey, Bears OC, is coaching one of the teams. So Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd
0: be perfect for him then. Yep. All right. Um we'll start with obviously the divisional round for the weekend for the NFL and the playoffs. I, I not a whole lot, I guess, to really get excited about. Um I thought it was just kind of a ho hum. There were very few lead changes.
1: I don't think there was a lead change, was there? At all? I'm not sure I'm not sure there was no they were pretty uh I mean they were all right games but there wasn't much drama
0: no I mean except for Mahomes injury um Kansas City beat Jacksonville and Chad Henney came in for a a brief moment and then Mahomes kind of hopped around which I had this discussion with somebody at work is a is a full-strength Chad Henney better than a one-legged Patrick Mahomes no
1: that's what I said. But he did lead him on a 98-yard touchdown drive, which is pretty impressive. That was but, the counter argument, yeah.
0: but I still said I'm still going no, with long-term. Give me
1: one-legged Mahomes. Correct.
0: Yeah, I still take that arm. Nope, absolutely. So Casey, what's their fifth AFC Championship game in a row? Mm-hmm. And I, I think what I think all at home. That sounds that sounds right. Yeah, I think all at home. If memory serves, um, I was rooting for Jacksonville, obviously, but you know, just didn't have. Didn't have as much juice as KC.
1: No, uh, you know, Mahomes is the best player in football. Mm -hmm. Um, Trevor Lawrence, first road playoff game. We didn't get to see really any of the first half because we were doing a game at the time. So I kind of, you know, I was kind of only half watching it down the stretch. But um, Kansas City's defense is pretty good. And, uh, you know, I think if you're a Jacksonville fan, you should be ecstatic. I mean, you got a young team. Um, you got a couple guys in in Lawrence and Etienne yeah, who you think studs. you can build around. Yeah. Um, you know they paid money to Christian Kirk last off season. Everybody kind of snickered at it, but he was all right this year. He had a pretty decent year, and he was he was decent in the playoffs. And a um, lot, lot of things to build build toward. But man, I, I the AFC with these young quarterbacks. My goodness, I mean Trevor Lawrence right now he's the fifth guy behind Mahomes Allen Burrow and Herbert-hmm I mean and even if you want to put him over Herbert, he's fourth so like you got to go through that gauntlet every single year that don't even include Lamar
0: no and he's a free agent after the season. I don't think he's going anywhere but, so either, but there's still. still
1: going to be a factor in in mm-hmm. Baltimore and I mean man the AFC is I'm trying to think if there's anybody really else. loaded here in the next
0: few years. Um, the night game on Saturday, the Eagles just beat the daylights out of the Giants. Uh, I, I, I think I saw them get up a couple of scores and I was like, this isn't turning around anytime quick.
1: It, it looked like the Philly team we saw most of the year. I yeah. mean, they got up big early and the Giants are just one of those kind of teams. They kind of remind me a little bit of like the Badgers, like a, a, 17 point lead is it might as well be 40. It, it because it, you, you have no explosion, your running back is your guy. It's hard to come back quickly with that being your guy. And you know, the Giants really did a nice job all year with running the ball, and then you get into this situation where you're asking Daniel Jones to make plays with his arm and he's thrown to a bunch of no-name guys who are dropping balls and aren't that good in the first place. It's just a tough hill to climb for the giants. I mean, you got to give them credit. I don't think anybody saw them in the divisional round, having the kind of year they had. Um, I don't know. I, you know, the Daniel Jones thing is going to be interesting to watch because they got to make a decision on whether they're going to pay him. And I don't know that, I don't know. It's weird. Like, was it the can GM? you make a can you make a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones? Is the rest sure, of, is the rest of your team. Really we we've good? seen that happen, yeah. but yeah, the rest of your team has to be loaded. But I don't think you can win a Super Bowl with Daniel Jones because of what I just said about the AFC. Okay, you know, so, You're right. so but, one of those QBs is going to get there. But then the other. But then the problem is, and you know, you can say this about you know the Vikings or some of these other teams. Okay, you get rid of Daniel Jones. Who's your quarterback? Are you gonna? Are you going to now take a giant step backward as a franchise and draft another one? Who's out there that you can go get? Is is Derek Carr your answer? Is Ryan Tannehill your like? It's not pretty. No. It's not pretty. So like
0: you're you're looking for a definite upgrade, and any of those names that you just mentioned, when you compare them, like are we really that much better?
1: Right. I, I are heard, we even better? I heard Cowherd ragging on him today, and and like I, I get all the criticisms. He's only like he's thrown 15 touchdown passes. Like that's what he throws in a season, and in 2023, that's not good. But you know, you won 11 games. You made the second round uh, in a in a really good division. Mind you, mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't. I don't know. I. It's a position you don't envy, right? I no. mean, I, I would hate to have. I mean, I, listen. I lived with with the Bucks for years when they were go, making the seventh and the eighth seed, and you're like, but we're never gonna win anything right. with this. Yeah, it's fun to make the playoffs and compete, but. But I think when you look at the division, I mean, Dallas,
0: <laughs> up and down, as we kind of saw against the 49ers, and. Was it last year, or the or two years ago, when the East was so bad that every team was abysmal, and we were just wondering one, one of the two who's yeah. going to win? Yeah, and Dallas now they went, have three playoff teams. Dallas might have
1: went eight and eight or nine and eight. And, 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 yeah. and granted,
0: they're not they're not great, except for Philly. Well, uh, the NFC is just not one. great. Yeah, but you know? you know, I think you can probably still survive in that division. You are probably not going to beat Philly for the division for the foreseeable future. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that Dallas and Washington are necessarily going to get in your way either. So, I, I mean, I think you can give yourself a chance to get there. But like you said, is getting there enough or do you want
1: to aspire for greater things? If really, po- It just feels like it's one of those situations where you, you really got to catch lightning in a bottle right. to make that kind of a run. And then that, to just get to the Super Bowl, let alone win the Super Bowl. So. And like you
0: said, if you go out and get somebody new and younger... Do you set yourself back with the hope? Because it's not a guarantee that then when you start on the path of progression that you're going
1: to be better than where you are now. Well, and and your best guy is Saquon Barkley, who's already had a severe knee injury mm-hmm. and is going into his mid-20s now.
0: And he's going to get miles. And he, and
1: he Yeah, his touches are ridiculous. Yep. So, like, how many more years is he going to be able to do this? Right. He's not built like Derrick Henry. No, no. So Eddie eventually, George, this that. yeah, eventually this stuff it, it wears these backs down. Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm certainly not a Philadelphia fan. I mean, I do I have enjoyed watching this team this year. They're fun to watch, but you have to give it, a lot of credit to Jalen Hurts. I mean, he it's it's fun to watch a guy come out of college and get better in the pros. Mm-hmm. You know, because so many of these guys unfairly get pigeonholed. Um, into what they are and what they can and can't do, and I mean, obviously, you know, the the Brady example is is the most famous one. But you know, good for good for him for you know he basically got benched for Tua. <laughs> transfers to Oklahoma has a great year. I think he was a Heisman finalist mm-hmm. even there. And then nobody really gives him much of a chance of being a franchise guy in Philly. Has a couple of tough years with not a lot of help.
0: Well, even at the start of this year, we're like, "Are we sure he's really the right, guy?" Right,
1: right. And I think he's proven that he is, um, because they struggled without him, and since he's been back, they've looked pretty damn good.
0: So, Cincinnati got out to a fourteen nothing lead early in the first quarter, and they they beat Buffalo, um, beat their ass, yeah, in in Buffalo, in kind of a, a cool environment and atmosphere. But uh, Burrow looked. Burr looked really good. The Cincinnati defensive front looked really good. Buffalo's offensive line was not great uh, at all, and Allen was doing as much as he could. Um, but th- they they were after him hard. Made some made some tough throws. He's a durable guy, and he gets banged around a lot. He's Roethlisberger. Yeah, that's that's a gr- yes. Physical. That's that's he's a good physical comparison. He's a better
1: athlete, but, he, right. but he's big. He takes a pounding. He makes crazy throws, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't. Right. Um, but I, I had a feeling going into this game that the Bills were due for a letdown with this whole Demar Hamlin thing. You just—it's hard to keep riding that wave uh, of emotion. Mm. And I thought they had it. Um, week, week uh, eighteen—they obviously had it in their in the first round playoff game. But it's just hard to sustain that. You're playing a really good team. Um, I don't know that weather was a factor one way or the other. It made it a fun watch. It's always oh, fun to watch a sure. snow globe playoff game. Yes, um, but Cincinnati's legit, man, and and that was a statement win for them yesterday, and and they proved to everybody they're not that last year wasn't a fluke. Um, you know, Joe Burrow is a superstar, and I hate how that term gets thrown around now. I mean, you know, Donovan Mitchell is an NBA superstar. No, he's not. He's he's an all star. He's not a superstar. Devin Booker is a super. No, no. LeBron, Giannis, Durant, Curry, Luca. That's about it. You know, NFL: Rogers, Brady, Mahomes, Burrow, maybe Allen, maybe. That's about it. Um. This this dude this team is not going anywhere for a while. I think. Yeah, I mean everybody. I Mahomes is probably the best player in football, and Andy Reid's a great coach, and they seem to have a really well run organization, and they're not going anywhere either. But Cincinnati's good, and it's just whether or not their ownership eventually cheaps out because they've been known to do that over the years. <laughs> but I mean, you got Burrow. If you give him protection jamar chase is a stud mm-hmm. you get any semblance of a running game to balance that out Mixon and, is good i i didn't think he would last as long as he has i never was a big fan of him ever since he knocked that girl out mm-hmm. i just you know you kind of lost me with that i agree but uh but, but yeah he's had a he's had a solid career yep but no that's that's a really good football team and i mean buffalo's got a lot of questions to answer man i mean this is the third year in a row now you've You've gone backwards. It's, I mean, not to the same degree, but kind of like what the Packers have mm-hmm. done. Um, you know that defense was a little banged up. You know they were never really the same after losing Von Miller midseason. I think Micah Hyde got hurt as well. Um, I don't know, man. That, it's a gauntlet in the AFC, and it's only going to get tougher. There's been a couple D coordinators in the playoffs this year that have
0: been that had their ass handed to them. Uh, like experienced guys, the dude in Minnesota who they already fired, who was Donatel, four, right? Yeah, Donatel, yeah. and now Leslie Frazier, and and he's he's a good guy too. And and they were, I don't know if I I heard it on the broadcast or I read it from somebody, but it's like, you know, Frazier's had, you know, a, a week or two to figure this Cincinnati thing out and say, hey, we're going to see these guys again. We better be ready for them. and they weren't.
1: Yeah, and. I kind of wanted to save this for the inevitable McCarthy stuff, <laughs> okay? But we can kind of get into it now like I don't know, like how much is that actually true? It, did did Leslie Fraser he just couldn't figure it out, well, or did he put together a game plan and his guys fucked it up? We'll never know that, you know? I mean, that, that, and it's the same thing with McCarthy. It's like, oh, McCarthy, you couldn't put a game plan together. They couldn't even get in the end zone. It's like, did you watch the game? Dak sucked. <laughs> Deck sucked. The rest of that team was fine. Other than their kicker. Dak sucked. How's that, Mike? Mc- what does that have to do? Everybody's laughing at the last play of the game and how stupid that looked. It's like, was what, what he going to throw a 90-yard Hail Mary here? Like, what the fuck do you think is going to happen? Dak sucked. They are you're not winning a road playoff game against that defense with shitty quarterback I, play.
0: You've seen it. Yes. I get it. But then <laughs> it just seems like those are the guys that get labeled after this keeps happening. Sure. Where, where it's like you've had different players, but yet when the scenario presents itself, it. the results you're, are you're, the same. You're
1: you're the common denominator and, and somebody like Andy Reid. You know, he wins these games, and he's the common denominator. But it's like, well, yeah, but you got Patrick Mahomes. I get it. And you had Donovan McNabb, and you're always at home, and yada, yada. So there, there's variables. I don't know. Maybe Leslie Frazier did completely botch the game plan. I don't know. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not an X's and O's football guy. But it's like every time a team gets beat, it's like we immediately blame the coach. And it's like, dude, these guys didn't do their job today. They sucked.
0: But they didn't do the job a couple of weeks ago when they, and I granted that was only a... Well, maybe
1: their defense just ain't that good. You know?
0: I mean, that's the thing. That could be
1: part of the argument, too. one One of the talking heads said yesterday, like, I think Buffalo was, like, top seven or eight in the league in, like, quarterback pressures and sacks, and then Von Miller got hurt, and since he got hurt, they're, like, bottom five. Well, I mean, that completely changes everything you do. Yeah. You know, it's
0: the guy who makes everybody around you better yeah. and more productive. Yep, that's so. That, that's a legitimate
1: thing. And like I said, Cincinnati's awful fucking good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're trying to, you know, modern day Joe Montana in Joe Burrow, um, and Jamar Chase, who might be modern day Jerry Rice. It's a tough ask, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Did you see that Stefan Diggs? Did you hear about this? Didn't he pack up his shit and leave early? Well, he was shown on the sideline, like arms wide open, yelling at Josh Allen while Josh Allen is looking at his, reading his iPad, and Josh Allen didn't even really acknowledge him, uh, but obviously complaining about not getting the ball or whatever. Receiver and then he throwing a tantrum. And then he left before the media came in, and so, one of his teammates went and dragged him back in for a couple of minutes, and then he left again. Um, I don't know, man. Like, that's just. What is the point of that? Like, well, I I, I just, I hate how we try to differentiate this shit. So, Stephon Diggs does that, and nobody really says anything about it too much. It's kind of like, oh, he's a competitor. He's a competitor. He just wants to win. Rodgers rolls his eyes and palms the air and points at his receiver. It's like, what an asshole. And I'm not defending Rodgers. I'm just saying, like, what's the difference? Tom Brady screams at his guys, he's a competitor. He's a good leader. You know, uh, Justin Herbert does it, he's immature. Well, what do you mean? It's the same reaction. Your past presence or your past performance shouldn't dictate how we view about how much you care.
0: Can't argue with any of this. You are are hitting on everything.
1: (laughs) But the thing with Diggs is, like, Bro, you're only in this game because Josh Allen's your quarterback. <laughs> like, don't get it twisted. You're a nice player, but you ain't why the Bills are in this game.
0: But that's y- you see that with receivers all the time. They have just this little whiny bitch syndrome.
1: The, it, it affects them, you know. Occasionally, all there was one play early in that game where Allen missed him. Um, Allen had to step up in the pocket, and right as he threw it, it he. I'm not sure if he got hit, but it was like the arms were crossing as he threw it, and he kind of just tried to lay it out there, and he overthrew him a little Mm. bit, and Diggs was just huffing and puffing his way over to the sideline. And it's like, dude, he had four guys draped on him. I was just going to say, It's getting getting harassed
0: because your line sucks. Yeah.
1: Like, come on, man. Do you you actually know the sport, or do you just run run in angles? Maybe
0: a little frame of reference would do you. Like, watch the film and be like, yeah, this is why he can't give you the ball. This is why he's watching his pad, where he can where he can go in the pocket so that he doesn't get his face knocked off. I was
1: arguing with a buddy about that with Brady over the last several weeks. He's like, all Brady does is check down. I'm like, have you watched that team play? Like, he has, like, two and a half seconds to throw the ball, and he has nobody to throw it to. I mean, Mike Evans, every fourth game shows up. <laughs> you know, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like, come on, man. There's other parts of the game that dictate the fun part. Yeah. You know, everybody wants to see people chuck it around, but you can't do that if you're running for your life. I just watched two seasons of that with my quarterback. <laughs> uh, and then the
0: last game yesterday, 49ers go on a long touchdown drive. The only touchdown that they scored, um, McCaffrey caps it with a two-yard uh, touchdown run, and uh, the Niners over Dallas, 19-12. to Rock Purdy, there's your Mr. Irrelevant, now 7-0 and since Week 13. The Niners' defense, I I know you put it in the notes, but, I mean, they are unbelievably harassing and physical and just lights out good. That team is just
1: tough. I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it comes from John Lynch, because I don't feel like Kyle Shanahan's a tough guy, but that is one group of dudes that, yeah, they're... They're relentless, mm-hmm. and the offense is
0: just nothing spectacular. Mm-hmm. But they don't kill you, nope. and that's kind of what you need if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed. Because if if nobody's gonna move the ball against you, and you're gonna get takeaways, all you gotta do is capitalize on a couple of them. You're gonna win all your games.
1: Yeah, that's and all you gotta and, do. And Purdy's he's had a little of that uh, horseshoe up his ass. With with a couple yeah. of these throws he had that that probably should have or could have been intercepted and haven't, um, you know. And like we talked about with the Giants, like sometimes you got to have a little lightning in a bottle, and the Niners right now they, they, they got, got it with him. It. Yes. Um, I just you know the Dak Prescott thing is, <laughs> I, I just think he's so overrated. Um, I've never thought he was that great. He's a nice. A uh, fantasy player, he puts up numbers. Um, I would never feel comfortable with him with any lead. If he was my quarterback, he just makes mistakes. For what they what I think Keyshawn Johnson said it this morning when I was eating breakfast. Forty-eight game over a forty-eight game stretch, Dak Prescott has never had two games in a row where he didn't turn it over. Really? Yeah. I mean, that, that's who he is. He turns the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just can't do that stuff on the road in playoff games. And he had had some pretty severe problems with it down the stretch of the regular season. Um, absolute fool's gold last week playing against that garbage Tampa team oh, yeah. that had packed it in six weeks ago. Uh, he throws four touchdowns. Oh, it's the greatest game of Dak's life. <laughs> Oh, well, if you just read the box score, okay. You know, fine. Um, but he was actually going to have to play a real team with a real defense this week that was actually a contender, and he couldn't get him in the end zone. Um, Felt bad for their kicker. Do
0: you see that Jerry
1: Jones was talking to him
0: on the, on the field before the game?
1: And I also, yes, I saw that, and I also saw the 49ers were, like, fucking with him before the game, like, not letting him practice field goals like mm-hmm. kind of running around him and getting in his way and you know bullshit that you try to get away with when you're at home and yep. and the NFL obviously didn't do and anything about it. It doesn't police that. Um but I mean the what did you think about that last play of the game?
0: I was going to mention it when we were talking about the coaches who get kind of get labeled with the stigma of not coming through and not having the game plans, whatever you get those because of these last things. It's like, you need something special. Like you said, you're not going to throw Chuck a hail They're Mary. On the 25, right? Yeah. You're not throwing that down there. Conventional wisdom will say you get some crossing routes and then you get some laterals or a hook and then some guys that you just try to keep it alive. I don't know what that was, but it's one of those things where when you see how colossally it fails You have no choice but to go. That's what you came up with. Where did you come up with that, and why did you think that was going to work? Because none of that seemed like I don't understand the end game. Let's just
1: say, same with me. Like I didn't know. Like it almost looked like he was going to catch it and flip it back back to 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 Dak.
0: Oh, I thought he was going to flip it back. Zeke was on his back. I know, but (laughs) maybe the plan was for him not to. Maybe. But, like, that's where I'd go, like, okay, let's just say this is 100% successful and you tie the game and you go for two for the win or you try to tie it up with the extra point, force overtime. What does that play look like in your mind when it goes to fruition and it's successful? Like, what happens? Diagnose it for me because
1: (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. figure that out for well, the and life he, of And me. he didn't want to get into the specifics in the, in the press because conference because maybe he wants to try it again someday. Okay. But, yeah, I just.
0: Okay. I mean, Zeke snaps the ball and immediately just gets
1: leveled. Well, and, and that to me is like why you can't run that kind of a play anymore because you can't practice it because you never go live. Right. Because when you practiced it in practice, the guy that was lined up over Zeke Is not, he wasn't trying to kill Zeke. No. He was going through the motions or going eighty percent. Yeah. The dude that that was over him yesterday was licking his lips. He's like, I'm gonna flatten this dude. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. It's just one of those things too, where, where like McCarthy, that's where sometimes I think overworking. Football coaches, well, I think football coaches lose a little bit of self awareness because If I'm Mike McCarthy and I know that I'm going to take a lot of shit for this game schematically because even though you probably shouldn't because you got all these idiots in the media that think they know the X's and O's when they really don't. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to get raked over for this. I can't, this, this can't be what we run here. We can't do this. We're better off just do the old, throw it down, try to lateral like it, keep the else, ball alive, yep. and nobody's going to say, why didn't you do X? But when you do X, people are going, what the fuck is that? Nobody is going to bring up, why don't you put Zeke at center and then throw it
0: over the middle and have him toss it back on a flea flicker and then go down. Nobody's going to go through what you just attempted to no. do. And they're not going to call you on just trying to do what everybody else does. I'm trying to keep it alive. Yeah, that, that But instead, was, you got egg on your face because of the way has, that that ended. It has
1: nothing to do with the outcome of the game. No. But it gives all of the anti-McCarthy, anti-cowboy people... Of all this fuel. And yeah. it's like, why would you even do that to yourself, man?
0: How about Dalton Schultz in the last drive, the tight end?
1: Well, Greg Olsen said it. He just... He was kind of a lazy play. Fucking
0: bonehead plays. Didn't get his foot down with nobody around and then just kind of not even trying to get out of bounds and the guy hits him backwards the clock keeps running yeah. like
1: yeah dude what are you doing uh if i was the cowboys i'd be like
0: hey jake thanks for your services we, we, we got mr ferguson we got this Here. other kid who's nope.
1: not making any money that's probably as good as you yeah
0: but we'll see i did see the mccarthy stiff arm the camera i loved it um
1: out some out of the way, dude.
0: Whoever it was said that they talk, McCarthy had him into his office and talked to him after the game and whatever, and it wasn't a a huge thing. It's just at the time it was, you know, I'm trying to get over here, just kind of it, oh, like it came off looking worse, and it, it did These it guys, didn't can, These
1: me. cameras now can see a fly on a horse's ass from two right. miles away. You don't need to get up in some dude's grill I agree. 20 seconds after he just lost a playoff game. Like, back totally, up, I dude. Totally agree. Like what are you doing? It's just uh, no, I don't. I'm entitled. I'm part of the media. Well, you're also entitled to get knocked on your ass. Sorry, get out of the way. Yeah. So, so who's the first game? Is it AFC or NFC? NFC. That'll okay. be at
0: two o'clock, and the AFC is at five thirty. Good,
1: good. Yep. I'm glad I, I, that that'll more, be a nice prime, prime time yep. Sunday night <clears throat> conference yep. championship game. Thank the Lord, it's not at a neutral site. Fuck that. Now that could be down the road. Yeah. Well. Nobody wants it. No. Nobody Nobody, does. nobody wants like, why it. Why are
0: you giving the number just the extra week off? I thought the people want home
1: field advantage. That, that's what you want yeah. mostly. Yeah. To play at home. I saw somebody tweet there like, wouldn't it be super cool to have like half Buffalo fans or half Cincinnati fans at this game? And I'm like, no. No. Because you know what it wouldn't be doing? It wouldn't be snowing in Buffalo. Right. Because you'd probably play it in a fucking dome no. in Arizona. Yep. Or... Or New Orleans Have or go Detroit. Across
0: their, or like, down in Atlanta. Screw that shit. Yeah.
1: Yep. No. Football, it's the playoffs. I that shit's know. supposed to be outside. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, who you got? Um, since since uh, your Bills are done, who was yeah. your, your NFC? Do you remember? Oh, probably not either one of these teams? No. No. I don't know who I had
0: in the yeah, NFC. I can't remember. I didn't have the Rams going back. At yes, all. you did. Did That's I? Okay. Had. Yep. Yep. Boy, that was awful. Now well, I had the Packers, so. <laughs> yours, yours was a lot closer to the finish line than mine. Um, I'm probably going to go. I'm, I'm going to go Philly um, just because it's at home. I, 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 I like the Purdy story, it's a cool thing. I just think Philly overall offensively and defensively is better than a defensive-heavy San Francisco. But, I again, I could be wrong on that. And Cincinnati's beaten KC three straight times. And I like the Bengals going on the road, even though that high ankle sprain could come in to play more against the Bengals than it did against the Jaguars. So I got, I got Bengals winning on the road for four in a row against KC, and then I got Philadelphia at home. So I got Philly, Cincy, in the Super Bowl.
1: Um, I'm with you with, with the Eagles. I I just I feel like the Niners would probably, they're going to have to get one of those weird scores off of like a, a, a turnover or a block kick or something because I'm just not sure they're going to be able to keep up offensively. I think, you know, Philadelphia's averaging 30-something recently, um, and the Niners are giving up, like, 16. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's somewhere in the middle, around 24 points. I'm not sure the Niners can score 24 against huh? against a good team. I mean, Rock right. Purdy's been okay, but he hasn't been lighten- lighting it up or right. anything. And
0: um, I don't think he's going to go into Philly and have the game of his life. I think
1: I the, it's, it's an absolute disaster for the 49ers if they get behind early. I think they need to score first and, and control the ball. Otherwise, if they're gonna to try to get in a shootout, they're gonna be in trouble. Uh I'm pulling for the the Bengals, but I think Kansas City wins. Okay. Um I think the uh banged up offensive line of the Bengals is gonna catch up to them this week. Um the interior rush with uh um Chris Jones and, and Clark, I think will be just that'll be the difference in the game. And uh sticking with my Chiefs to win the whole thing, yeah. but we'll see. I think that's gonna be one hell of a game though. All right.
0: You really want to do do Packers Bears <laughs> on this? Well, I just
1: I just thought of this yesterday when I was sitting there. I was like, I honestly don't even want to think about it. I was it. like, how far away are the Packers and the Bears from playing this weekend? And I thought, well, Packer fans probably don't feel they're that far away because they were just there. But I don't know. I thought I'd ask you. I mean, I feel like the Bears are still two years away from being in, in in this position? There are only two
0: position, three position groups that I'm really, four, two on either side of the ball that I'm really content with. I like the Packers running game right now, although the rumor is now that Aaron Jones could be, and I know we're we're going to address that next, the rumor is that Aaron Jones could be gone this offseason. The Rodgers thing but what he said on McAfee about the trade situation has just pumped everybody full of, this is a legitimate scenario that could happen. Um, you know, him talking about this being a real possibility of continuing to play, but just for another team. So that that got some that got some legs last week. Um, I, I I like the offensive line going forward, and I like the running backs if Jones stays. If it's just Dylan and a couple of other guys, not as big of a fan. The receivers got some work because it's basically Christian Watson and Dobbs and. I think Lazard's a free agent. Uh, Cobb's not going to be back. So I'm not, I don't really think the tight ends are world beaters either. Tanyan's a nice player, but I don't think he's as productive if he doesn't have Rogers as a quarterback. And then, and then I like the secondary um, in green Bay. You know, I know Stokes got hurt, but I think the corners are good. Safeties are passable. Savage came on there right at the end. Um, And then the defensive lines. Okay. The linebackers need work. So, I mean, I guess it depends. I don't know if there's more growth in there. I think it's more of a plug-and-play situation right now as far as Green Bay rather than the youth getting better. I think they're at a point where if you plug in a couple of veterans in some key spots, you know, I think they're right back there. But um, if you don't get that, you're a long ways away. So I think then you wait longer. If if you just continue to add youth, I don't think that that's going to elevate them as quickly.
1: I, uh, I didn't love the comments Rodgers made on McAfee about the MVP thing. Oh, no. I, I just, and he got called out for it. Yeah, by Gronk of yeah, all people. Yeah, r- rightly so. Um, I read I, about I, an MVP, I, dude. I just don't know why he keeps talking about himself. No? Well, I mean, I do. Well, I, I do right. know why because he's an arrogant egomaniac. But, you know, Gronk said at best, like, dude, who gives a shit about MVPs? You should be trying to win Super Bowls.
0: Maybe he thinks that his MVP caliber play can propel the team to a Super Bowl, but
1: you have to make that distinction. Uh, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's more about uh, protecting his legacy at okay. this point. I think it's a little Lebronish, you know. Um, yeah, I'm never going to – I'm not anywhere close to the multiple, you know, two, three, four, five Super Bowl guys, but I got more MVPs than Brady, so. Big whoop. Okay.
0: I'd rather you want us a title and finish third or fourth in balloting.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. I did see a nice Bears rumor yesterday. They would trade the number one pick to Houston. Okay. So Houston could jump up and draft Bryce Young. And then they traded the Houston pick to Indy at four. And then they got up to two and got their quarterback. And then the Bears got the uh, D tackle from Alabama at four and then a shitload of other stuff. And I was like, hey, let's do it. I'm in. I like this plan. I'm excited (laughs) to be a part of it. Sure.
0: No, that I I am more curious about what happens with the Bears pick than I am with the Packers pick.
1: If Houston trades up for that pick, everyone in that organization should be immediately fired. (laughs) Because you had it! You did. And then you're going to give up capital? Oh, my God. That would be... It won't happen because the Bears just... The Bears were lucky to get number 1. They're not that lucky to have that happen. Hey, there are a but, lot of stupid front office. But I don't know, man. I mean, if they're sitting there going, we want Bryce Young, and we think the Colts could jump us and take him, maybe. I mean, that's what happened with the Bears with Trubisky, that's Chicago allegedly. turns but, that into a
0: bidding war, and man. it's like,
1: well, we got Indianapolis
0: on the other line. Um, you know, I'm kind of yeah. leaning over there. And all of a sudden, they throw a huge package at you, and you're like, okay. Sounds good. It's the only time I would ever be
1: a fan of anybody throwing oh, a huge package. So I knew that was I walked into that.
0: All right, uh, you want any more NFL stuff? Are nope. we good? We're good. All right, let's roll through some basketball. I'm Man, there's I'm a kind, lot. Kind of anxious to get to our question at the end, but yeah. we can uh, we can go with the Bucks. They are uh, they're playing tonight. Uh, they haven't been good, and the players haven't been playing. Like we we missed Giannis when we I went to the Bucks game last week uh, on Monday uh Pete got us some got us some tickets and saw a win it was an unbelievable come from behind win um
1: but 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 it was but it was fun so i was pretty disgusted when i saw the injury report that day yeah cuz at first i was like god i should have went to this game and then i saw the injury report and i was like god i'm glad i didn't go to this game <laughs> and then i saw you were there and i thought well that stinks but 29 and 17 third in the east tied with brooklyn for third mhm um, Philadelphia has passed them now into the number two spot, which is kind of ridiculous when you consider Harden's missed about a, a third of the season. Um, and, you know, remember the Bucks were 9-0. and So they're 20-17 and 17 really in the last two months, which is not good. Um, last couple weeks, went down, beat Atlanta, um, 114-105, beat Indy at home, 132-119 the day you were there. Huge game for Drew Holiday. Yes. Uh, Beat Toronto, 130-122 the other night. Lost back-to-back games in Miami, 108-102 and 111-95, and then lost the other night to the Cavs, 114-102. Giannis missed all five games, all those games except for the Atlanta game. Um, And, you know, so he's missed five in a row. I think he's missed 11 on the season. Middleton has missed like 18 in a row, 17 or 18 in a row, and I think he's only, well, what they've played, they've played 46 games. I think Middleton's played in eight of them, so he's missed 38 games. Um, Stan Van Gundy tweeted out something interesting the other day, and he even got support from some NBA players, including Kevin Durant. It's a very interesting point. He said in the 90s when he was coach, one you know, during the era when he was like on the Knicks staff with Pat Riley, he said, we practiced every day. Um, we had more back to backs. We had one trainer. We had one strength guy. And he goes and players didn't sit out for load management. Why are there all these guys hurt and sitting out now? Everything is supposedly gotten better, but yet guys are playing infinitely less games than ever before. And you know, this is this has cropped up the last couple of years. We've talked about this. And um a lot of people were really upset the other the other night, Golden State played Boston uh, in a finals rematch. And it was on uh, Turner or ESPN, I can't remember which one. It was a really good game, went into overtime, yada, yada, yada. And then two nights later, Golden State was playing in Cleveland. And they sat everybody out. <laughs> and a lot of people were really pissed off about it. People that were going to the game and just a lot of basketball fans in general. Because it's like, you go to Cleveland one time a year. And you've got people not just in the Cleveland market, but probably all over that area. Maybe people from Pennsylvania, maybe people from Kentucky, uh, uh, people from different parts of Ohio and whatnot that bought tickets and traveled a long way because they wanted to see Steph Curry play. And then he just doesn't play. And. It's a, I I just, I wonder where the breaking point with this is with like season ticket holders. And my dad and I are kind of going through this. It's a little different. It's not the sitting out of the games thing for baseball. We're kind of going through this with the Brewers too, with the season ticket thing, where it's kind of like, what's the payoff here of, of, of paying for this stuff? I can get any ticket I want on StubHub at any time for any game. Third game of the year on a Tuesday, forty third game of the year on a Saturday, game four of the finals. You can get them all on StubHub. All you gotta do is pay for it. So like the old, you buy season tickets to get playoff tickets. Right. That don't. That doesn't do nothing anymore. Not anymore. You buy. You, you buy season tickets to get all these perks. Well, you, most of these teams they've kind of run out of perks. Like, look around my basement. Do I need a fucking bo- another bobblehead? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. So, like, when guys are just willfully missing work and the employer seems to be fine with it, I'm not sure how the customer is supposed to respond to that. When every single year you're charging me more to consume your product, but your product's actually getting shittier. Right. I, I don't know. I just don't know where the breaking point with this is. Not necessarily the
0: quality, but the moving parts that you are paying to see. Like, ooh, I want to watch this big shiny new sure. thing. Well, the, the
1: quality it, of the not, the quality of the game you saw in Martin Luther King. Great game. Great game. Would not complain. Probably at all. a a better game than you would have saw in the Michael Red Brandon Jennings era, right? For sure. And I was courtside for one of those games, but. Most of the people that paid to go to that game, they wanted to see Giannis play. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really get what they paid for. Nope. so I don't know, man. It's it's That's an interesting question. It is, and it's it's kind of with, you know, with all sports. I mean, even with the Brewers, like, you know, we were we would buy a ten or a twenty pack, and you know, we would purposefully get like Cub and Cardinal games because, you know, you, you buy twenty games, you live in Janesville. You work full time jobs. It's just hard to get over there yep. twenty times, right? So you might want to sell six or seven games, where you could sell some of these Cub games and make your money back. Well, the novelty's worn off now. Right. I mean, the Brewers and the Cubs have played like four hundred times in the last twenty five years. It's just not that big a deal. So it's just hard to get any return on your investment from these teams anymore. And I don't. I don't know. I. I That's a great I've, conundrum.
0: I mean, it really is. It's 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 a it's a good discussion to be had
1: because it's like you can't bitch at the Brewers for not spending any money when you don't spend any money to go watch the Brewers, right? You know, right? Double edged sword, right? You but know? if if and same thing with the box. But it's like, you know, if I go on a Sunday to a Brewer game, I don't want to see an outfield of. Taylor, uh, Winker, and that's the and whoever that's, is the 4A guy they got playing out in left field. It's like special. Yeah, it's yes. like, I know it's, yeah, you, you almost have to know as a Brewer fan, I'm going to go see the fucking B team on a Sunday. Correct.
0: Because you know that's what's going to happen.
1: Yep. And they would tell you, well, you know, we're trying to win the game. I get all that. But you're not putting your well, best foot forward.
0: I, and then again, I go back to the the situation that we seem to find ourselves in the last two or three weeks of the season where every game matters. Exactly. You just rolled out how many Sundays worth of that shit lineup and just basically, not necessarily, but forfeited your best chance to win the game because you had to rest everybody until the end of the season. Well, you had up all those games, and now you're not potentially in the position that you are. So, they're, yep. they're, I mean, I get it, but there also needs to be a little bit of hindsight in saying, well, maybe our
1: approach wasn't the best. Well, and that's one of the biggest problems I have with what the Bucks have been doing. Listen, I, I don't know so, how serious this knee soreness thing right. is. I'm sure he's got some discomfort. So, back to the Van Gundy thing then, he's basically
0: saying... We've granted all these requests and the league is looking out for its players by giving them rest and not doing them back to backs and doubling up with the training staff and the care is good and there's load management and all that stuff. But are the players weaker or is it because they're getting all this and that is lead? Is that a cause to more? Like if you kept playing and kept going more at a more strenuous pace that they were back in the day, would we not have these problems? So the the extra care and the extra rest is actually leading
1: to more? Is that well, w- I don't, was that his point? Well no, I mean it was part I think it was partly like why are there, why does it seem like more guys are hurt? Sure. My response is are they hurt? Uh could they play? Exactly. Yeah. Where in ninety five they're just taping that shit up and they're playing. Correct. And you would say, "Well, yeah, but that's why guys only played twelve years and they didn't play nineteen or twenty like LeBron." And it's like, "Well, okay, but look at the games play. I don't care how many years you play. The only right. guy that cares how many years you play is the guy playing because he gets paid more." Right. I don't give a
0: shit. I want. I want to last because I want Can to you, make. I'd rather as have much
1: twelve money. good right. years than, than no, eighteen mediocre. Years. But, but that's that's, that's true. besides the point. But. So I don't I don't know. I mean, right. and I and I think there's a culture right now in sports, well, really in America with the younger say, generation of open that up. just not going to work mm-hmm. and it being socially acceptable. I I don't know why that is, but it seems to be where we're at. In a whole roundabout way, it's concerning me with the box because Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Cleveland and Brooklyn are all separated by about a game. The Bucks have given away two games to the Cavs that they lost because they just didn't play anybody. Well, there's something called tiebreakers, guys. <laughs> and I think the Bucks probably feel that the home court isn't as huge of a deal because they won the finals as a three seed and they had to go on the road to Brooklyn and they had to go on the road to Phoenix. I, I get that, but the landscape's different the east is better now i mean the bucks legitimately could find themselves on the, as the as the uh low seed in the first round and having to play a game 7 in the first round on the road it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could be the 5 um and i don't love that right i don't love no, that at all not. um You know, Drew's been great as of late. He's really been carrying them offensively at 37 and 39 and a couple 10-assist games. Um, So, you know, hopefully hopefully this kind of scoring outburst benefits him down the road into the playoffs because we've all seen him sometimes have these shooting droughts where he can't throw it in the ocean. But, um, you know. In the short little span, he's he's done a nice job carrying the team. As you said, Giannis and Middleton both hopefully back tonight. Um, we'll find out when we get off the air here whether or not that's true. Um, the trade deadline's a couple weeks away, two weeks from Thursday, February 9th. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bucks are, are in quite a few rumors right now. Um, I think if they make a trade, I don't think it'll be on the deadline. I think it'll be pre-deadline. Okay. That's kind of been horse M.O. He did it with Tucker. He did it with Miritich. Um, and I believe he did it last year when he traded DiVincenzo for uh, Ibaka. Um, right now, there's a couple rumors out there. Um, Eric Gordon on Houston, um, not a fan of that trade. I, I just think he's redundant to what you have with, like, Conant or Grayson Allen. He does not help you um, in the spot you need, which is somebody to guard Durant. Tatum, Brown, Donovan Mitchell. Um, he, 34 years old, and he's never been a defensive guy. So I'm not crazy about that. We've talked about Jay Crowder a million times. Yep. We're now getting to the point in the season, like, do we really want to trade for Jay Crowder? Because he hasn't played in four months. And one of his chief concerns with the Suns is they wanted him to come off the bench. Is he starting in Milwaukee? I was
0: just going to say, what's he going to do?
1: I don't know. Maybe? Maybe? How's that going to work? So I'm not sure that's even a possibility. Cam Reddish on the Knicks has been the other guy that they've been heavily linked to. 23 years old, um, lottery pick a couple years ago out of Duke, got buried behind a bunch of small forwards in Atlanta, got traded to the Knicks last year, has just not been able to crack Thibodeau's rotation. He hasn't played since early December. He's got like 24 straight DNPs. Um, So I don't think you would have to give up too much for him. Uh, and it sounds like the Knicks are interested in Grayson Allen. So if the reddish trade did happen, it might be something involving those guys. Ibaka has asked for a trade.
0: Yeah, I saw the tweet that which, they're they're working on a separation. Yeah, it's
1: very strange. Um So you you're you're complaining about your lack of playing time on a championship contender. So like what do you want? Do you want to go to a bad team and play? Or do you want to go to another good team and sit? I mean, you're playing behind Lopez, Portis, and Giannis. I'm not sure where you think your minutes are supposed to be here. But anyway, it sounds like it's going to be amicable. Um, I would, whoever, they, they're they going to get like a second round pick for him, a late second rounder or a future second rounder that they can turn around and throw into a different trade. That's what I see happening with him. Uh, but I think this is a big deadline for Horst. Um, He hasn't done very well with some of his trades. Um, the Tucker one worked out, but if, if Durant makes that three, mm-hmm. nobody's talking about that Tucker trade of being a positive because he was pretty bad offensively, especially in that series. You know, Miritich, that was a disaster. Um, <laughs> you know, last last year you got Serge... You got Carter, you got Bembry, didn't really matter. Um, so I think, you know, I think they need to do something here. I, personally, if I would kind of like to see Cam Reddish um, because I think the Bucks the need youth and athleticism, and that's what he would bring. Um, this is an old roster, as we've talked about, and, you know, the one guy that's similar skill set and size to Reddish that the Bucks have is Bochamp. And Bud will play him three games in a row, and then you don't see him for two weeks. I don't know what that's all about. Like, if you're going to play a 20-year-old rookie who never even played college basketball, and you're going to throw him in NBA games, he's going to fuck up. <laughs> he is. He's going to fuck up. But you gotta, you got to have him fuck up right. in December and January and February. So, so if you man. get to April, May, or June and you need him, you can throw him in there for a couple minutes and, and not pull all your hair out of your head. So... I don't know. Uh step one's getting the big two back, Paren and Madrue and and Lopez and now with Ingles back I, I like where it's heading, but until these guys are healthy, to me they're not a contender. So, all
0: right. Um we got some some notes around the NBA before we get to uh college hoops quick as we're closing in on the hour mark. What uh what start with the Shannon Sharp thing oh, because God. I I didn't re I saw Hard Court tweet today about Sharp's statement and his apology and he thought it was legitimate and heartfelt and hit on all the key points. I didn't watch it because I don't care. Did you see it?
1: Yeah, I saw the apology and um sure, I, but I don't care. <laughs> Public apologies mean nothing to okay, me. Okay, all right. So I, we've been seeing them our whole lives, and yeah. most people, as soon as they walk off stage, they go fuck that. So, whatever. I, I, great. You apologize. Okay. Whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, for anybody that didn't see it, he got into a verbal spat with Dylan Brooks on Memphis. Dylan Brooks was guarding uh, Lebron's da- or, uh, Shannon Sharp's dad, LeBron. Um, he told Dylan Brooks that he was too small to guard LeBron. Dylan Brooks basically told him to fuck off. Shannon Sharp told him to fuck off and told him to come over there and say it to his face. This was all... As the teams are walking to their locker rooms at halftime, um, Shannon Sharp sitting courtside in the largest Carolina blue Afghan uh, sweater I've ever seen. There's just certain things that people, Mm. I don't know. Um, Then the Grizzlies come over. Steven Adams comes over, starts chirping. Then all of a sudden, John Morant and his dad – and Shannon Sharp are going at it. Shannon Sharp has to get taken out into the hallway to be calmed down. I just thought it was an embarrassing look for everybody, the NBA, the Lakers, um, Shannon Sharp. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's embarrassing for Fox because he works for Fox. No, it's not embarrassing for Fox. That that
0: no. it shows an embarrassment it, enough.
1: It, it's just. I just thought it was a bad look, and then you know you go back and a couple people, I think your boy Whitlock t- tweeted it out, oh, yeah. Thank um, you. a clip of, because LeBron has been known over the last few years to get fans kicked out of yep. games, that's kind of been He'll kind of his thing. stop the game thing. and point them out yep. to the referees. That's kind of his thing, yep. and every time that has happened, Shannon Sharp has gone on and and run interference for LeBron on his show and talked about how fans have no business just because you buy a ticket does not give you the right to interact with these players and talk crazy to the players. Huh. How about that? And now he's doing it? Hmm. Yeah. So that's why the public apology thing to me today. I mean the dude the dude apologized to his publicist and LeBron. So, I mean okay. <laughs> okay. That was a good that was a good encapsulation of that. I like that. Boston's 35-12 and leading the East. They've won nine in a row. They're still playing well. Lakers have pulled a couple games out of their ass, including that Memphis game where they they came back late and won. And then yesterday, I think they were down 25 and came back and won. Jesus. Um, But Denver is the class of the West, 33-14. and They're really good. I think they're going to make the finals. Um, Jokic is averaging a triple-double. That's obscene for a center. Obscene. Um, granted the stats stats everywhere are a little inflated these days and, and, and I'm not going to get too hung up on that, but, um, I, I, I would love to see Denver make the finals. I'd love to see Jokic in the finals. Um, I think if the bucks could get there, I think that would be a wildly entertaining series to watch. Um, and then the shocker of the year, the Sacramento Kings, I love this 26 and 19. They're third in the West right now.
0: Yeah, pretty cool. That is awesome. Pretty cool. I, I'm I'm a big fan of teams who have been occupying the basement of any sport and of any conference in any division for the last however many years. All of a sudden, kind of creeping
1: out. Last time they made the playoffs, 0-4. <laughs> that was when Chris Webber still had two good knees. That's how long ago that was. <laughs> um, and then a minor trade today. The Lakers traded uh, like three second round picks and Kendrick Nunn to the Wizards for Rui Hachimura. So, Uh you know, uh, decent trade for the Lakers, um, I guess, but I don't know that that, that's going to do a heck of a lot for them in the standing. You know, decent player, 12, 13 points a game, but kind of a ho-hum. All right, uh, through some college hoops,
0: the Badgers are playing tonight. So, just quickly... I got an email after their game against Northwestern was postponed on, I think it was announced on Thursday, I think. And because Northwestern had their game Wednesday last week canceled with Iowa. COVID's running throughout their program, fine. They they, they postponed it on Thursday. At 5.11 p.m. on Friday, Learfield sends out, who does the Badger Radio Network, sends out an email to all of the stations saying, Badger Northwestern is going to be played Monday at one thirty. Well, for anybody in the radio industry that knows, once you're close of business on Friday, all your shit is locked in for Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Now you announce after business hours on Friday that you're going to have to insert the game on Monday afternoon. Guaranteed program directors and sports directors and traffic people are losing their minds. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. There's no announcement made of this. The Badgers haven't said anything. The Big Ten hasn't said anything. Nothing happens the rest of the night Friday. Nothing happens on Saturday. Sunday, I finally reach out to Matt LePay and I'm like, dude, is this going to happen? Like, it's we got an ear email from his because he's a big shit at Learfield. Now. Mm-hmm. Like, is this going to happen at one thirty? He emails me back and says, keep this to yourself. There's going to be a, an announcement made later. They're changing the tip again to 5.30. And I went, oh, my God. So anybody's people who has come in off of this information that's come in on Friday to redo Monday mm. is now going to get in on Monday morning and have to redo it all again. Yikes. it's just like, this is what a nightmare it is for the, for the programming and traffic people when – Companies just have no sense of how we got it, and the Badgers got to turn around and they got to fly to Maryland probably on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they won. They tipped it off at at five thirty, but it was just kind of a cluster of when they were going to make this game up. So <laughs> it, it it was just one of those things, and
1: well, it's for- one of and it's one of those things that like it only it's only that way if you're in the radio industry people because you're, you, 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 you're sitting here telling me this and i'm like why don't you just fucking cancel whatever was on and just put the badgers on just flip it, the switch and it's not that easy it's just
0: not um, but right the, to the normal everyday average joe basketball fans like oh badgers get to play on monday afternoon cool mm-hmm. you know people in radio are like oh my god what's happening But, you know, we have our traffic person who's in the middle of a cruise on vacation. Mm. She's logging in remotely to our system. My program director's on his honeymoon in Dora, County. Not honeymoon, his anniversary in Dora County. He can log in remotely, but you can't get a hold of any of these people.
1: Guys don't have a lot of backup, huh?
0: Well, you know how that works. (laughs) I had to come home to do that game on Saturday. Of course not. Nice. So, anyway, Badgers have to play. Uh, they, they, they were playing uh, North, Northwestern tonight. They beat Penn State last Tuesday. Barely. Yeah. By no, three. No kidding. Yeah. It was a little. And before that, they were without Tyler Wall, and they didn't do so hot.
1: Yeah, Illinois, Michigan State, and Indiana all beat them. Indiana whooped them pretty good. And then Indiana had a pretty nice win yesterday at home against Michigan State. I watched a little of that before football came on. Um this week, like you said, Northwestern tonight uh, at Maryland Wednesday, and then Illinois again on Saturday. So a busy week for Very busy, yeah. for Bucky. But um, out of the top twenty five now, yeah. um, like I said, twelve and five, four and three in the Big Ten. Uh, bracketology's got them all the way down to number ten in the East right now, playing against the seven seed St. Mary's. That was as of Friday. Yeah. Um, that was the most recent bracketology that was out. Um, that seems awful low to me, uh, you know, the Badgers don't have any signature wins, but I don't think they really have a bad loss. I mean, Illinois, Indiana, they're not great losses, but they're conference, Yeah, you know, that, that stuff's going to happen. Um, so we'll see. I mean, you know, to this game uh, against Northwestern there without Klesmet, he got, yep. he got, a, took a shot in the face the other day. So he was out. <laughs> And like you said, they had been without Wall, so going through a little bit of, you know, injury stuff in the middle of the season. That kind of you know shit happens.
0: That's it. That's that's how that's how it works. Um, uh, I saw Marquette jumped up to sixteen in the yep. latest poll. They've been playing pretty good.
1: They've been playing really well. Um, sixteen and five, eight and two in the Big East, second place. Um, since our last pod, they beat UConn at home, which was a big win. UConn was ranked in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, beat Providence at home, which. Was another big win. Providence was ranked; they're still ranked in the top twenty-five, but they had beat Marquette in overtime a couple weeks ago. One of Marquette's two conference losses. Took care of business at Seton Hall by twenty, and then uh, last Sunday, really good, really good college game at Xavier. Marquette lost eighty to seventy-six. Um, Xavier's a good team; um, they're back, well coached by Sean Miller. And uh, they're 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 leading the Big East right now. So, but Marquette's right there. You know, a couple things break their way. Still got a chance to win the regular season um, conference title. Uh, quiet week for them uh, at DePaul Saturday. So nothing during the week for for the Golden Eagles. But they've got them all the way up to four in the South. Wow. playing Marshall.
0: Oh, the thundering herd. Yeah.
1: So, Excellent. but looking at the uh, the top twenty-five today was. A little jarring. I, I hadn't. I don't think I had ever seen this before. As um, I try to find it here. So, Purdue's ranked number one. Mm-hmm. They're the only ranked Big Ten team.
0: When was the last time that happened?
1: I don't think I. I can't remember it ever happening. Um, it's. It won't stay that way. You know, sure. somebody will get hot, win three or four games in Michigan State or Indiana or something, and. and maybe even the Badgers and squeak back in. But, yeah, just interesting. I mean, you're looking at some of these teams, you know, Houston, Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State, Charleston, St. Mary's, Florida Atlantic. So it's kind of fun, you know, some different teams in there than you normally see, but mm-hmm. it's it's a little jarring, a little shock to the system to see that. Uh, Purdue, Kansas, Houston, and Alabama are, are still the one seeds in bracketology. Arizona, UCLA, Tennessee, and Iowa State sneaking in as the last two seed. Um, so it's a fun time. Fun time for college hoops. You know, we're kind of getting to the end of the dog days, yes. getting closer to February. You can kind of see conference tournament and, and the and the big dance down the pipe. And, and uh, you know, we'll... We'll see if either of the state teams can can make a little run here and try to win their league.
0: couple of Brewers notes before uh, some high school, and then we get to our uh, challenge question. Um, saw that the Brewers signed Brian Anderson, and he did a little Q&A with the media today. I don't know if I'm going to have some actualities to play on the air tomorrow on Tuesday morning, but a guy that, again, I don't, my baseball reach is not as far as yours. I couldn't tell you. I mean, immediately I heard Brian Anderson. I went, "Wait a minute." Yeah, right. We're, we already got one of those guys. Yeah. So you and wish- he only
1: play and he only works half the time. So <laughs> that's
0: true. Yeah. Well, he does. Well, he, he works all for- the time, but he only he works, works for the, the Brewers,
1: Brewers half the time. So.
0: But you explained to me that he is now the new version of Jace Peterson. Yeah, he's
1: just he's just your uh, he's just utility guy. Okay. You know he's Is he better or worse or just at it all. a guy. It's like I said about the Badgers with their with their roster construction. It's like same guy, different number, different name. Mike Brasso, Jace Peterson. Um, you know you all go. Right. I, I'm gonna. I told you. I'm gonna give myself that project over. Who's who's that guy over the last ten years on each successive roster? Because I like it. It's it's kind of a sterns Matt Arnold staple of the random white utility guy who just <laughs> we just play him twice a week at second, third, or right. That's right. You know, right. maybe we'll throw him at first on occasion. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, and then Sal Bando on Friday uh, succumbed to cancer. He won three championships with the A's, wound up his career with the Brewers, and then ascended to general manager for, I think, eight or nine seasons, something like that, stepped down to 99.
1: Most famously known by Brewer fans as the guy that let Molitor walk. Um,
0: is that a fair label? Of well, having one that he is known for?
1: Uh, no. Okay. He wasn't a very good general manager. I mean, the Brewers were bad in the 90s, and mm-hmm. it, it started, the downfall started when really they, when Yount Moller got old, really. You know, Yount retired and they let Moller walk. Um, but him signing with the Brewers in the late 70s was a really big deal. Him and Larry Heisel coming over, I think in 78, 79, um, it was they were the first building blocks toward that 81 82 run that they had and you know those were established veteran guys coming to the brewers voluntarily and um, you know they 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 were older they were up in years they weren't the the all-star caliber guys they had been in the past but they were important guys for the brewers to get in the in the foundational building and you know that's that's the thing when you you know, you you take over general manager of a team that you played for. Sometimes, you know, short of winning a title, you're, you're deemed a failure. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's not necessarily fair. So sad to see him pass.
0: Yep. Um, some high school notes. We're getting to the end of the season. We got about, I think, four or five weeks left before the playoffs. And I know you have kind of started to go through your – Midway conference projections about where we're going to be. I already did that. I had some time to kill when I was in Minnesota. I ran through the girls and ran through the boys. What we think the girls sectional bracket is abysmal. I I, I added up all the the wins and then conference wins, losing records for both, and it's like probably around the four hundred four fifty record I think percentage winning percentages um, you got a couple of teams that have only won one game and when you go through some of the seating there's maybe three decent teams one good team and that's the state defending state champion kettle Moraine after that it's Franklin and Craig and then whoever and then at the bottom there are so many teams under 500 a park I ran through quality wins and tried to do that stuff. A Parker team that has two wins could potentially get as high as a 12 seed out of 18. Mm -hmm. Just to give you an encapsulation, second time I've used that word, of how bad that sectional is, top to
1: bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking. It, It really is. I mean, I think I did it, I did the girls last Sunday, and seeds nine through 18, so the bottom 10 teams. 31-100 Thirty-one and a hundred was their record,
0: and one of those teams has since closed up. Yeah, Waukesha
1: the South just decided they were done with the season.
0: They had six players, and they're like, "We're done."
1: Yeah, so now they're down to seventeen teams. But yeah, it's um, you know, the top two teams are really good. Like you said, one's the defending state yep. champion. The other one's been ranked all year. Craig's probably the three seed. Um. They've got two really good players in in Majestral Kennedy and Maya Nicholson. Both have hit the 1000 point mark this year. Yep, and Maya only a junior. She's yeah. going to she's going to have a chance to be the all-time yes. leading scorer next year for Craig, but um there's there's a, there's a big gap. There's a big gap. Huge. And you know, Craig Craig's going to end up 18 and 4 or 17 and 5, something like that. Probably third in the Big 8, but they don't have they and it's not their fault. It's just a function of the schedule. They've really beat no quality teams and their losses are going to be to teams that are probably better than them, including Verona, who's one of the top three or four teams ranked in the state. So I don't know. I mean, we got a chance to at least get to sectionals again with the girls, which is always fun. Yep. Um, it's always a good environment when that happens. I briefly have looked at the boys. I haven't done the whole rundown yet. Um, Let's just say that one looks like a crapshoot. <laughs> you, I came down here. We started talking
0: about it. You said that Craig could make state,
1: and they're seven and six right now. Um,
0: but again, we run into it like the girls. The stack sectional is sectional number three. Yeah, Craig and Parker are in number four for boys and girls. Yeah, three seems to be what's loaded.
1: Yeah, and so, and you know, as I said to you before we came on, you know the the state tournament is not supposed to be for the little engine that could. Right. The state tournament is for the best teams in the state to play for a state championship. Sometimes you, it happens where there's a cool story and somebody that maybe hasn't been there in a long time or you know, maybe the year before they only won five games and this year they won 15 and then they got hot at the right time. That's fine. But these lopsided sectionals... Where you've got, I think I think the park I think Bradison the Parker coach said eight of the top ten teams ranked in the state are in the same sectional. Well, that's not that that that's how does that benefit? that's bad. Yeah, that's bad, and that's and that's what happens when you only go to four teams or four sectionals, and you're only allowing four teams in the Division One State Tournament instead of the traditional eight, eight. when it that, was at its best be. yep. because you can spread this out. You get more talent. More quality teams at the Kohl Center, which I don't know why you wouldn't want that. But this seems to be what we've gone away from. This seems to be the WIA's you know, mojo these days is to do the thing that doesn't make any sense. I mean, whether it's the (laughs) not not doing a shot clock. I mean, and I've seen some coaches recently, and I agree with them. There should be a charge circle underneath the hoop. There's too much of these, too many of these guys falling down. And referees that are not professional referees—they don't do this for a living. Some of them are older gentlemen, and they just can't get there in time to, to make the correct call. Where if you have that charge circle, it helps. Doesn't mean you're going to be a hundred percent, but it helps. But you know they won't ever do that because you know then they'd ha- you know who's going to pay for the tape. Who's going to who's going to who's going to paint the line? Who who's going to who's going to be there to make sure that that we do it, you know, all, all the stupid excuses that all these naysayers about progress want to want to throw up there. Do
0: we need to hire an extra
1: coach to teach this? Yes. Oh, it's going to screw up my strategy. <laughs> Kiss my ass.
0: So that's where we are with the high school season, but I'm I'm excited for the stretch run here. We got a couple of weeks left. The bracket time is always a good time. And then we'll, you know, we'll probably be on the road for some of them uh, to see some teams possibly get eliminated and then maybe some home games or some more road games. But uh, looking maybe like some sectionals on both boys and girls. We'll see. Be nice. We'll see. All right, so you texted me as we wrap this up. You you texted me with a question earlier, and I came up with two answers. I wanted a top three, but I, I just couldn't. I couldn't get to any of them where I was like, I really cared that much.
1: So, yeah, the question I saw on Twitter this morning, it was if you could change the outcome of one sporting event, what would it be?
0: You want me to go first? Sure. Okay. The one that easily came to mind uh, right away was uh, the Brewers 2018 NLCS. Brewers Dodgers. Mm -hmm. Brewers win just to get to the World Series. Yep. That's all I want them to do. Just want them to get there. Uh, I think that's that that was the easy one for me right away the packers have won super bowls so i was like do i want to pick any one of the nfc championship games to just have them at least go and i was like I, I really haven't had a lot to complain about with that and it's happened before and i've seen it multiple times i've witnessed it i can't i don't have a lot to bitch about there so i'm like what else would it be i just saw the bucks win a final so it's like I don't have anything to complain about there. Badgers made the final four, probably could do the national championship, but what I really wanted when when I kind of settled on it, and this is what I asked Michael, 2017 Big Ten championship game was with Wisconsin and Ohio State. The Badgers were ranked fourth, and Ohio State was ranked sixth. And Ohio State beat Bucky by one score. Wisconsin dropped back to six. Ohio State moved up to fifth, but they were shut out of the college football playoff. Badgers win that game. They get into the college football playoff. I would have just liked them to make the playoff. I just wanted them to get to the top four. Just to be in the conversation, get a little extra pub, get a little boost for recruiting. Maybe that does something for where we are right now. I have no idea what it could lead to, but I thought that would have been cool because there have been so many times where, where Bucky gets on a run, and they stub their toe so horribly that they just fall short of what the finish line could potentially be. And I thought that was the, it's like, man. But you just go into that game, and you're like, it's Ohio State. We're not beating these guys. You just know. It's it's the mental game. You're You're already going in, like, and then to lose by one score is like, you're right there. That's the one that I wanted. I don't care if they get their brains beat in by Alabama or whoever was in the four that year. I just want to get there. I want them to feel like, we won the Big Ten. We belong. That's where it is. Those are my two.
1: Okay. Yeah, for me, it, it, it had to have the possibility of leading directly to a title. Okay. Um, you know, for, okay. for people a little older than us, I think the easy, easy first answer is Game 7, 82 World Series. Okay, sure. That's the easy one. But okay. I was one, you were two. Yeah. I, I couldn't go with that one. Um, I wouldn't have enjoyed that because I wouldn't have known it was happening. Yeah, I thought for sure you would say the Broncos Super Bowl loss.
0: Yeah, but I just saw I them was the year, ho-
1: win the year before. I was really hoping you would say 2014 Seattle just so I could laugh yeah. at that again. No. Um, you know, my dad threw out Game 5-01 Eastern Conference Finals. Big Dog misses a 12-footer in Philly to win the game, a shot that he made his career on. You know, they make that shot. They make the finals. But then they go get their brains beat in by Shaq and Kobe, so I <laughs> I left that one out. Um, the first one I went with was your first one, 2018, Game 7. Yep. Um, if Chris Taylor doesn't catch that ball from Yelich in the first inning, I think the Brewers make the World Series. Don't know if they win it. but. No. Oh man, that's a beaver! I was just going to say, holy balls!
0: Um, what are you feeding your dog, chili?
1: But uh, no, but that's what I got in the crockpot upstairs. Um, oh Yeah, I don't even remember who they would have played that year. Maybe Houston. That might have been the cheat. That might have been the cheating year. And that's that, where I was. Like, that that would have almost maybe been worse. Than do they losing. have
0: a good shot at that if they make it? it? I don't even know.
1: The other one for me, it's it's, I th- it's a forgotten, Bucks game. Game three, 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks are up 2 0. They go up to Toronto. Giannis fouls out in overtime and they lose. They win that game. They go up 3 0. They win the series. They go on and play an absolutely exhausted Golden State team with a banged up Durant who ended up tearing his Achilles and a banged up Clay who ended up tearing his ACL. Bucks probably win the title in 2019. Interesting. It's a forgotten game because it was a it wasn't a good game. It was one of those kind of rock fighty game three one team seasons on the line. I one think, team's trying to put the other team out. Yeah. I and think
0: the, I remember this game. The, the too. Bucks
1: made a lot of mistakes down the stretch that a team that hadn't been there before would make. And then, like I said, Giannis fouls out. They end up losing the next four games or three games after that. But. Um, yeah those were my two the, the the big dog one that was the buck one until 2019 mm-hmm. for me you know I thought maybe you'd give me like uh I think it was Dane's junior year Badgers won the Rose Bowl and had one loss and it was to Michigan mm-hmm. you win that game you might be in the national title game yeah um and I thought, I thought about maybe it back to those. maybe. Maybe the Russell Wilson Michigan State game. game, yep. Because I think if you win that, you probably don't lose the dumbass one next week to Ohio State <laughs> that they lost. Um, the one that I think everybody will comment on is twenty fifteen Badger basketball. I think I think that's what the most of the listeners, national championship. the national yep. championship game. That's the one they would want to change. That, yeah. um, you know, and I even thought about like, what I you know. Of course I would have liked to have changed the Bears beating the Colts in the Super Bowl, but that's kind of just too easy.
0: I was going to go with change the 85 Bears to losing the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah? Bowl. Then you would
1: never have had to hear about the Super Bowl shuffle? It'd be like the biggest choke ever. <laughs> I, was
0: just, I was just thinking about, like, well, what about a team that I don't want to win but maybe would instead hey, lose? It,
1: it counts. The, the last one I thought of was um 3 Marquette Final Four. Okay. When they got absolutely shellacked by Kansas, but I'm not sure they would have won the next night or two nights later against Carmelo and Syracuse. So Okay. Um, yeah. a question. It was a fun one. I, I got another one maybe for next week we'll we'll okay. try to we'll try to do and All right. see if we can. Yeah, no,
0: and please, uh, if you're listening to this, go back on however you found us. Uh, we I post this on our Twitter and our Facebook um, and comment on yours what game or games that you would want to change the outcome for. You list us the teams and the sport in the year and all that stuff.
1: My buddy uh said uh ninety seven state semifinals, Craig Vincent. Oh we would Because if we win that game, we would have won the state championship. But yeah. That's okay. That's, Shit happens. That's that's
0: that's, that's, that's high life. school. I never
1: thought about that before. No, that, that's not that's that, not, that's not that's important. That's legitimate.
0: Enough. Come on. State championship for sure. Oh, there we go. Senior year of Craig Parker football. <laughs> to snap the streak. Snap <laughs> the however m- years almost decades.
1: No tears on the bus Sweet. after that one then? Tons
0: of tears. <laughs> Tons
1: bad. <laughs> well I'm sorry, I know it's a painful memory, but it just it just it's so bad. Yeah.
0: That is our uh, show for today. That was a good downer to end on, thought, thinking about that. You haven't even thought about that until you mentioned Vander.
1: Heides yeah, we had a piss on everybody's cereal. Jesus. They're home thinking about moments that they wow. wish would have happened good, and you bring that That's up. bad
0: bad. Uh, thank you for listening and downloading. Please subscribe, and please tell your friends. Good to be back. Yep. We'll see if we can pull this off next week after Championship Sunday. We're not going to have as busy a week, so... Uh, we'll see, but uh, definitely appreciate it. So until next time, I'm Josh. I'm Dan. We will talk to you
1: then. Get healthy, Bucks. Let's go.